0: Uh, hello, uh, welcome to the Coaching Podcast, this is Michael Hochberg, I'm talking to John Royne, um, hi John, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah, great thanks, how are you Michael?
0: I'm doing great. Now, uh, John, why don't you tell me a little bit about your, your specialty, what kind of coaching you do?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a business coach, uh, I help businesses make more profits, get more leads, uh, get more sales, get more customers, that type of thing. Uh, I have 45, well, over 45 years of experience at doing that type of thing. So uh, I think I'm fairly well com- qualified. And what about you, Michael? What is it that you do?
0: Well, I'm a conflict management coach. Uh, I help people in the work environment to have uh, better relationships with their coworkers, with their bosses. I help teams uh, with conflict management. And so I'm also in, in the business world. Oh,
1: wonderful. Okay. All right. So uh, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, John, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, the cost benefit of coaching and uh, why coaching is really the choice to make uh, over some other things that – the other choices that people make throughout the month. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that. Okay. All right. Okay,
1: well – Um, I think that what people see, I think people see the high-profile coaches on on the TV. um, And, you know, these people get a lot of publicity. And so people get the the impression that coaching is extremely expensive. But I don't think it is. Um, According to research that I have done, the average income for a coach is forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Now that's my dollars, but I think it's pretty similar uh, in the U.S. And I presume it's probably not that different for you in, in your euros, is it?
0: Yeah, it's very close to that. Yeah. Okay. okay well, um, you
1: know that that would work out, I think, somewhere between a hundred. And two hundred dollars a month. So let's compare some of the other things to an investment in coaching. Have you got? Uh, is there anything that you have?
0: You got any ideas? Well, I know that uh, here I'm in Finland, and I know that if you go out to get a cup of coffee, it's going to cost you at least two to three euros for a cup of coffee. And most people buy these, you know, Starbucks coffees or these specialty coffees, and uh, they're even more expensive. Um, you know, so, and getting a sandwich at a coffee shop, forget it, that's outrageous. So people are buying things that they, you know, if you, if you have, you know, one less cup of coffee a day, you're saving quite a bit of money. You could use that to, to get a coach.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, also here, we have, to, you know, like a tradesman, you know, this is a motor mechanic or electrician or a plumber. Uh, they charge between 80 and $150 an hour. And, and they often have a call-out fee uh, on top of that. So, you know, that would more than, you know, I mean, I don't say if you've got if something breaks, you have to have it thick. But it's just a, it's a comparison, okay? Yeah. It's you know, it's, coaching is it's certainly comparable to that. Uh, I know that some professionals, the you know, the accountants and solicitors, they charge up to five hundred bucks an hour. Um, you know, well that's way above uh, what coaching does. And, you know, uh, these are professionals, and yes, they do a great job, but they, they're a more, they're more reactive than sort of proactive. I mean, some, there are some good accountants that will give good advice. Um, do you know anybody else that, uh, that charges a lot?
0: Well, the, um, the average salary here in Finland is anywhere from, Uh, 12 euros an hour on up Uh, and it can go very it can be very costly I mean um, I don't exactly know what what plumbers and these kind of professionals are making but they're they're charging a lot of money and I I would say that the cost of living here in in Finland uh, is very high compared to other places in Europe And, I mean, you're, you know, like you said, coaching um, is something that you could use as a preventive rather than a quick, you know, to fix something. So.
1: Yeah, well, um, I know that gym memberships have a very similar cost. Uh, But, you know, you get very, very little support and many people quit after a month. And, and there's no refund. You know, what do you, is, do you, is, that, is it the same where you are?
0: Yeah, here in Finland, usually if you get a gym membership, you have to sign a, a year-long contract. And the problem is that you, you go for a couple of months and that's it. And you're you're in that contract. You have to pay. So you're paying, you know, hundreds of of euros a month for a gym membership, and you're not even using it. Uh, whereas, um, you know, I think coaching would be much better for you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't exercise, but coaching would would really be a better option, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, just as another comparison, you know, like a dinner at an expensive restaurant could cost you easily the same if you had one dinner a month. Uh, tickets to a show. Um, could cost you around about the same. Uh, sometimes you might feel stressed and book a holiday, you know, to get away from it all. Um, it could cost you that and much more. And of course, the problem's still there when you uh, when you come back.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, coaching would help you get to the root of the problem and and come up with solutions to the problem instead of just escaping
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know they coaches tend to treat this they don't treat the symptoms like our doctors do they try to find the cause, and they also lend support uh, and they also challenge you to accelerate your growth now you know that's very important uh, we all need a challenge, but it's a gentle challenge. It, it's not a challenge that people can't rise to, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I'd like to say one thing. One other thing is that coaches. I mean, usually a coach will let you contact them at any time via email if you have something comes up or whatever. They're they're always ready to keep in touch, keep in contact, not only just the one hour a week, but, you know, any type of emailing that you want to give or, if, you know, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of support is what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
1: well, I, I agree with you. Every coach at either of them is the same type of thing. Most coaches tend to be fairly giving people, um, you know, and although we have to make a living like everybody else. It's, you know, we don't judge for every minute.
0: Do we? No, no. Okay. So, John, what, what, you, what would you say is the return on investment in coaching?
1: Oh, well, it's normally really, really good. Uh, sometimes it's pretty hard to identify, but there are a few ways that you can. Um, say, so for instance, you need a change of career or, or you, you know, or you advancement in your career and you would pay a career coach, say, $2,400 for the year. And you got a job or a promotion that pays an extra five thousand dollars. Well, that's an ROI of two hundred percent. The same yep. type of thing if you're an executive, uh, you know. And I mean, most executives won't pay. So okay, you pay a coach five grand, get two promotions. Um, you know, that gives you an extra fifteen thousand a year. That's an ROI of about three hundred percent. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, if your business is failing and you've got a business coach and it costs you $3,000, but you increase your sales by $15,000, know, that's an ROI of 500%. I mean, and without any of the other things, I mean, if you lose your business, you can, um, you know, you can be lost. You can lose a lot of your personal assets. You know, you know, there are other there are other types of things. Can you mention a
0: few? Uh, other types of coaches?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes it's pretty hard to calculate the ROI. Like, for instance, if you're a wellness coach, um, what do you know about them?
0: Well, uh, well, I know I know one wellness coach, and uh, she helps people with diet and exercise, and. Um, she gets to the root of the problem. Uh, she specializes, she calls it the European diet. Uh, no, she calls it the French French diet is what she calls it. So it's this Mediterranean diet. But anyway, she works with people. She gets to the root cause of the issue, and the, the client comes up with things that they can do, uh, and she keeps them accountable. So there's – so really – the coach makes sure, in in their own way, that you stick to the program, whatever that program may be. Hers hers is uh, especially this uh, French diet, this French, I don't know what you call it, Mediterranean diet. That's uh, so what she does. Okay. Okay.
1: So you um, you're a conflict management coach. So. Uh that would be pretty hard to calculate the ROI, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, you know, imagine, um, imagine, you know, the health
0: benefits, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, the, the stress would be reduced. Uh, the stress would be reduced at work. The stress would be reduced at home because, you know, when your, when your work life is going okay, uh, you're not bringing it home. And uh, you know, uh, we all have some some kind of conflicts at work, uh, especially with other. You know, we have to work together with with many people. And if you can uh, get insight and relieve some of that tension that that's happening at work, I'm sure that the return on investment is very high. You'll be able to keep your job. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I know a really successful uh, coach who works with overweight people. Um, now, I mean, I remember chatting to him and there was one lady who was quite obese. bit. Uh, but the the problem was basically something that her uh, her auntie said when she was only young and that yeah. was stuck in her brain and went over and over again. But, you know, that's hard. That's very hard to calculate an ROI. But, you know, you've yeah. got an improved self-esteem, you've got improved health, and, you know, possibly, you know, improved longevity. So what's that worth?
0: Yeah. I think we have to say here that coaching is not therapy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not like going to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It's very different. Mm. But at the same time, the ability to get to the root cause of the issue is there, and there is a lot of benefit.
1: Well, yeah, that's right. So, okay, so we we'll move on here to the personal benefits of coaching. Now, apart from, you know, a, a fairly, well, a, a, you can't always calculate the ROI, but there are there are other benefits, you know. Where, you know, like to hire a coach, a coach will truly listen to you without interruption and without an ulterior motive, apart from, you know, to have a 100% um, effort to assist you. That, that, uh, that's unusual uh, in today's day and age. It's not something you can get somewhere else, is it?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's the same thing as um you know if you have one battery running a machine uh it's different if you have two batteries together running a machine those two batteries together put out put out more output maybe three four times as much than just the one battery and with a coach they're they're really committed to your success uh, uh they're they're 100% with you, and when you have this um, this dynamic of somebody who's you know really wants to see you succeed, it's like putting two batteries together. You get that much more power. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, the, the other great benefit is is the fact that you can be yourself without any fear at all of being judged. You know, like right. uh, most people. No, they've they've done something in their life, you know. You know, especially as older adults. I mean, most people do. You know, um, there are few other industries that have the effectiveness record that coaches have managed to a, to um, to attain. And where else could you get a hundred percent support? during are in um, Maybe, uh, maybe you could talk about your, um, your personal coaching uh, or people that have coached you. Have you got any examples from there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a coach uh, every week uh, for about half an hour, and I find that I get a lot more done during my week because I'm being held accountable. Somebody's on the other end saying, "Well, did you do what you said you were going to do?" And just them being there and asking that question helps me to get what I need to get done, and it gets done in in, in a good time, and you know, in a timely fashion.
1: Yeah, well, um, I have a, I have a coach that helps me too, uh, and we normally just discuss the business, and he's, he's also a business coach, um, and he gives, you know he gives me a, ideas. And it's great to know that you've got an ally. You know, you know that's somewhere. I mean, it be a few, you know, he's the other side of the world. But that really doesn't matter. I still feel, I feel that support, and I feel the fact that he's an ally. Yeah, I agree. So, so we'll move on now to trust. Now, trust is a a massive issue, and I'm sure that there would be a lot of potential clients out there that would be really, really worried about telling a coach uh, their deep-down secrets. Have you got anything you'd like to say about that?
0: Well, uh, everything you say in the coaching environment is confidential. Just like a doctor, you know, uh, everything that's said is confidential. But the thing is that uh, if uh, that person breaks the law, it's, you don't have this uh, uh, client-doctor privilege. If a, if a crime is committed, then the coach has to, has to uh, tell the authorities. But normally, everything is confidential. Everything is only between you and the coach, and the coach cannot... Uh, say anything about what goes on uh, in your coaching session
1: yeah well I think I think that would be the major concern I mean doctors uh, here uh, they have to you know if they suspect any kind of child abuse they have to report that to the authorities um, yeah so you know there's no real confidentiality about that at all I think there there are several other bits and pieces um that, you know certain professionals so if you're an accountant and somebody uh, starts talking to you about money laundering or something else like that then you are obliged to tell the authorities. so yeah that's the type of thing um, yeah well, um, honesty Michael have you got anything to say about honesty in our coaching session yeah
0: uh... I mean, the coaching um, relationship, uh, you know, the coach really wants you to succeed. And I think that in order for you, uh, of course, the honesty is there. I mean, you have to, um, uh, well, I think the coach is going to be honest with you. The thing I'd like to say about that is that really the client is doing all the heavy lifting. Um, the coach is there just to be some kind of a helper, but not really to do the work, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 no, Um the thing you know, like the thing I love about about coaching is the fact that you know I can be totally honest with the client. You know, I repeat back to them what they said and that checks that I understand exactly what they say. So they will either affirm what that what I just repeat back to them, or they'll they'll correct me. So yeah. that's I really like that part of it. Because that makes sure that we don't go off on a tangent
0: somewhere. That's right, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. It, it proves that the coach is actually listening. Well. Uh, hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we, I, I want to go on about this. I think that in certain places, there's a fairly large stigma attached to sort of... Um, Seeking assistance, I presume, if you want to put it in better words. Uh, have you got any comments about that?
0: Well, here in Finland, that, you know, coaching is regarded as, uh, they call it hoo ha or woo woo, whatever you want to call it, you know, some new age uh, crazy stuff. There is quite a bit of a stigma here um, uh, against coaching. Uh, uh, but, you know, also with other things. I mean, you know, um, there's a stigma of psychiatry here, um, all these stuff. But what about there in Australia, John?
1: Uh, well, yes, there is. I mean, Australia basically, because of our roots, we were convicts, and so it's basically a help yourself thing. But I think that, like everything else, it, it, it is beginning to lift uh, I know it's probably almost. Totally lifted in the US, and I think England's not far behind it.
0: Um, yeah, that's right.
1: And I that's think right. that um, there's probably other countries in Europe as well that are probably moving in that direction. I think the entire world is moving in
0: that direction. Yeah, I think so um, too. Yeah.
1: We all suffer from information overload. Uh, we all suffer from lots of stress to do with constant change. Um, and, of course, we have, you have lots of difficulty. Uh, you know, every single person has some, some trait about them or something that they just find difficult. Um, so I presume they have a choice. They either put up with it or they get assistance. And I think probably the, uh, the majority of people probably don't know where to get assistance. Uh, they just know they've got a problem. Um, yeah. And so they probably, you know, like most humans, they try to avoid that problem. But like everything else, it will keep catching up with them.
0: Right, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, people are starting to reach out. People are starting. I mean, like you said, in the, in the United States, coaching is is doing very well. Um. And people are getting a coach and getting results. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Well, I think that's the thing. Uh, I read somewhere that coaching in America is a multi-million-dollar, you know, annual industry. Now, it wouldn't do that if coaches didn't, you know, didn't get results. Um, The other thing too is that, you know, um, as I said, alluded to earlier, most older people have done at least one thing in their life that they'd be ashamed you know, right. of.
0: You know, coaches won't judge you, will they? No, no, they're not there to judge. They're there to be a reflecting board or – I like to use the analogy of a guy who goes into the gym and is doing, um, you know, press-ups, chest press-ups, and uh, you you get a spotter, you get somebody behind you to spot you, and you're still, the, the, the person is still doing the work, the person is still pushing the bar up, but the spotter is there, and when the spotter is there, you're able to do that much more, because you don't have, there's no fear, there's no stress, you're able to concentrate on getting that bar up, and you can do a lot more, and I think coaching is a lot like that.
1: Well, I think that is an absolutely brilliant thing. Well, absolutely brilliant. So, uh, just to finish on this point, um, I think, like every like every other industry, um, you know, coaching is reasonably new, and you know, you tend to sometimes get the odd co- cowboy in here, uh, and of course, the newspapers and the TV news, news broadcasts—they love those sorts of stories. Right, and because of scandal, and scandal gets people gets bums on seats, um, and so you know increases their audience, so they can you know they can increase their their advertising money. But the the thing is that they never publish any success stories by coaches do that.
0: No, no, you never hear about. Uh, the only time you hear about a coach is when it's in a in a negative, you know. I remember there was a Roseanne – I don't know if you know the, the Roseanne TV show that runs in the States, but, uh, you know, her sister was a life coach, and it was a big joke. Um, so coaches don't usually get uh, – you know, the success stories from coaches are not usually in in the uh, newspapers or TV. Hmm.
1: So, yeah, but, uh, you know, the coaches still work away there in the background and out of the public life, but they still get results, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, we're going to move on now to the last segment of our little podcast, and this is the consequences of doing nothing. So, have you got any comments about that?
0: Well, uh... If you have a problem, let's say at work, uh, maybe you're being bullied or even you just have, there's some guy at work that you just can't get along with, uh, you go to a coach, you get to the root of the issue, you understand what you can do about it, you understand what's going through the other guy's mind, you know, you do, you do all this, um, awareness about the problem let's say the problem maybe it doesn't disappear but you you've got a good handle on the problem what's that worth to you if you do nothing you know you're going to work every day and you're you're dreading going to work who wants to do that who wants to be you know spend a third of your life at a place where you don't want to be so i think yeah the consequences of doing nothing are, are very high
1: yeah, well, I've i seen, and I'm fairly sure you've seen, lots of do You you see the elation, you know, in the client's face after a long-term problem just being fixed. You know, I've had clients say that to me, and many of them say that if they've only knew there was a solution to their problem, they wouldn't have put it with the frame for so long.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know. Uh, also, many people get the head in the sand or the ostrich approach. You know, if I ignore it it it'll go away. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, a lot of people do that. They just ignore the problem, they push it down inside them, and that's not healthy. Or they escape. They escape to drugs or they escape to alcohol. (coughs) Things like this, and that does that just makes the problem worse. Well, um, yeah.
1: Unfortunately our gender, the males of the world, are notoriously bad at seeking (laughs) the system. It's a pride thing often, you know, but after they've lost everything, you know, their job, their business, their house, their partner, and children and almost all their assets, what then? So you know, maybe an maybe an investment of a few dollars and is that too high a price to pay? I think research would suggest the answer is no.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, so I think the last point that we've got here is, um, and I think you alluded to this earlier, if you feel constant stress, it can lead to illness and maybe even cancer. So, Is your health not worth the investment of a few dollars? Because if you lose your health, it will impact all other areas of your life. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think that uh, especially at work, if you're under a lot of stress, uh, and th- this can be from difficult, especially from difficult people, because when we're when we're surrounded with people who we think are difficult, our brain gets really stressed out, and and we're unable to do our work, we're unable to concentrate. Uh, yeah, I mean. If you got rid of that stress, just think how how much improved your your work life would be.
1: Yeah, well, it, it, not only your workplace, but it's your life, isn't it? And as you also alluded to, uh, it's your social life, it's, it's your family life, and your work life. You know, um, there's really no reason to put up with a, a long term problem, is there?
0: No, not at all.
1: Okay. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your insight and your expert knowledge. Um, Maybe uh,
0: maybe we could chat again soon. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, That would be great. Okay. Good night, then. Well, thanks, John. Thanks.